Hey girl, hey, welcome to the Hey Girl, Hey podcast, and I'm your host, Kim Miller. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode, are we on episode 12? I feel like we're on episode 13. No, episode 12. Sorry about that. <laughs> episode 12. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I am under the weather. I do want to say up front that my voice does sound very congested, possibly. I don't know. I don't know if you hear it as much as I feel it, but I am super sick, so hold me and my family up. My whole family has kind of gone down, but um, I did want to go ahead and get an episode out. I don't want to miss if I can avoid at any cost. I want to be consistent and always have an episode out for you guys. So I am here y'all pushing through. Um, It's so funny. My best friend was telling me that um, Beyonce, who, you know, is my queen, recorded exo and she was sick she had like a sinus infection which I love that song exo and I guess she recorded the demo supposed to be just a demo but she ended up actually liking it because it sounded like she liked it the raw and imperfection that it produced in her sickness and after my best friend told me that I'm like oh I could totally hear that she was like a little sinusy on that song but I love that song and I love how it sounds so that was my inspiration guys to push through this week because uh I don't know I hope I don't have like the flu or anything like that but I feel like cold symptoms and like that week and just uh, all the ickiness so of course I can't take any medicine um so I've just been trying to keep up on my fluids and rest and those type of things so That's where I am, but I do feel a little bit better. So I'm just going to continue to push through, but I am very, very excited to, um, be moving along in my pregnancy. We find out the sex of the baby on April 10th. So that's exciting. We're going to do a huge gender reveal. So I'm sure you guys will, uh, see all that on social media and I'll keep you posted on the episode. So that's what's going on in my world. But um, yeah, everything else is good. So I actually am really, well, let me get into my Hey Girl for the week before I get too deep into um, the episode, the interview for this week. So uh, just thinking, I always try to like ponder and really think on who I want to highlight and who I've been kind of watching and just admiring from a distance or up close. And this week I want to shout out my friend, um, Miss Sarah Bridgman. Uh, Sarah is, um, a single young lady, beautiful, talented, amazingly talented. She's an amazing photographer in, uh, Western New York, but she is fostering her second baby right now. Um, and that journey has been very difficult. This baby was, I want to say, uh, I can't remember if it was heroin or crack, but one of the two, the baby had to work through that. So the first like couple of months was very, very hard. She said the baby just cried like every day, all day, um, like screamed, like in pain crying. And I think that she's finally got out of that tough spot, but I really just want to shout out, um, you know, women who 
sometimes as women, we kind of can't wait to be married, can't wait to start our family, which is a beautiful uh, thing to aspire, you know. But I think it's very important to also appreciate where you are in every season of your life and um, take advantage of every season of your life. And that's what Sarah's doing. I know she's a person that would love to be married. I know she would love to have children of her own one day. But I absolutely love that she has... um, felt led and caught to foster babies in the meantime, in between time. So shout out to my girl, Sarah Bridgman. She is doing it. She also has a famous dog named Mabes that Reese Witherspoon reposted, but that's a whole nother separate story. But um, (laughs) I want to give her my Hey Girl because she's killing it. She is killing it. So Hey Girl, Miss Sarah Bridgman. (laughs) But um, moving right along to my interview for this week. So this is actually one of my first interviews I recorded. And I'm recording with my girlfriend, Crystal McConaughey. And if you don't know her, she's an amazing singer. Um, She's a talented songwriter, worship leader. And she's also a beautiful wife and mother and just a friend all around amazing person. But she uh, had a natural birth, which she was actually my very first friend in life that I had been able to hear of a natural birth. And she shared that experience with me privately as well as on this interview And at the time I wasn't pregnant, um, really wasn't even in a point where I was trying to be pregnant, but now I am pregnant and now I am considering a natural birth. She is, uh, one of my second friends when I was in New York a few weeks ago or last week for the, uh, my family's funeral, my girlfriend, Najeri was telling me how she's a doula and she, uh, does natural births at a birthing center. So now I'm becoming very, very interested, um, I've been researching it. I want to go check out a birthing center like in the next week or so. So I thought it was very fitting to post this episode now because just of where I am. And I hope it blesses other women who may be in the same position just to have options. I think when I was having Madison, it was never even a thought to do anything different um, other than a hospital birth. So now hearing of all these different experiences and options available and um, just what that looks like. I'm very much interested and want to kind of see what that would look like for us. So uh, on top of just the natural birth story, uh, Crystal's story of just her upbringing and her journey into Houston and into music is really, really amazing. So I think you guys are really going to enjoy this episode. But um, so without further ado, here goes my girl, Miss Crystal McConaughey. <laughs> so I'm so happy to have you at the Hey Girl Hey podcast. Thanks for having me. And so you're my excited. real life friend. Yeah. <laughs> hey girl, hey. <laughs> okay, so we're going to dive right into telling who Crystal McConaughey is. Oh, gracious. So you're an amazing attribute to the body of Christ for sure. Like I think about the contribution that you make musically. Like I was thinking about it. I feel like you have a sound that you've created that background vocalists all over the country now. Oh wow. Well, yes, for sure. Cool. Like I can hear your sound. Like do you remember when I like heard I was like, did you record on this in record? And I was like, sure enough, it was you. Because <laughs> you, you have a sound. It. I could recognize your sound. So um, I have heard bits and pieces of this story, but I want to hear your story about coming to Houston, becoming Crystal McConaughey, and just tell a little bit about that, where you're from, how you got here, and yeah. Okay, well, um, originally from Millersville, Georgia, um, I left Millersville and uh, went to Columbus State University. I was in Columbus, Georgia uh, at college for two years, and then I moved to Houston in 2005. 
2005. Okay. Um, when I moved, uh, my parents helped me out here. I didn't have a, a concrete plan. Um, I came out the summer of 2005 to kind of job hunt. Okay. There was one musical connection that I had uh, with a guy and his family and a, and a legit um, studio off of 288. And we were working together when I was in high school, actually. He oh. flew my dad and I out a few times. So he was my connection to Houston. Oh. Um, so I came out the summer of 2005 and, uh, you know, we worked together and he was like, yeah, you know, you move out here, we can like get it popping again and we can start working and we can do this and we can do that. Yeah. And me and my dad were on board and um, moved out here and he just, he just kind of went ghost. Not kind of. He went ghost. <laughs> he went ghost. <laughs> <laughs> he went ghost. Um, and, you know, my dad was kind of like, all right, well, what are you going to do now? Like, do you want to just stay or are you going to make it work? But mm. I decided to make it work. Like, wow. my parents didn't know I didn't have any money. <laughs> <laughs> but thankfully, when I came out that summer, I also did some job hunting. Too. Yeah. So I, I was in the studio. I was working, but I also put in a couple of applications at some places and I got a job landed before moving. So that was a perk. Yes. I was like, OK, I'll, I only have 20 bucks, but I'll be <laughs> paid in two it. weeks. Right, right, you know? right. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, I worked at a hotel as a receptionist for a few years and um it was interesting because the first week of working I was trained different processes you know and uh and then Katrina happened oh my goodness so all the processes were out the door you know FEMA this make sure you contact yes fill out this paperwork that was a crazy time oh yeah like the families that I met during that time like they were just we were literally like housing people yeah. for, for months at a time. Right, right, right. So um, we, we were at one. I remember just being at 100% occupancy for at least a year. Oh, my goodness. And three of the families in, in my particular hotel, they were there the entire time. The, oh, wow. The rest of the time, people were just in and, in out, and out. out. But, um, yeah, it was a crazy, crazy time. Even the area that I lived in, like, it was just different. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I, I toughed it out. My, my parents, they were so concerned, especially my dad. I'm a dad's girl. Um, but I toughed it out and decided to stay. I felt like God had something for me here. Yeah. Um, I started going to the Fountain of Praise Church. Okay. Uh, where Remus and Mia, right? Or senior press pastors. Come on. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I, I was there and, uh, I learned so much there and I started serving there. Um, and then I started working for the hotel and I started working at the church as a receptionist. Okay. So I, I worked there for like four and a half years. Like they were my family. Wow. Yeah. Um, and it was a great, it was a fruitful time. Like I really enjoyed being there. Uh, they trained me up and, you know, there were always jokes like, are you the country girl here in the city? You know, and that's, that's kind of like how they loved me. Yeah. Like the little country girl from the city. Let's Aww. train her up to be city. like. <laughs> so it was cool. It was cool. I, I learned a lot there. And then. I remember having a conversation with Pastor Wright and um, Mia was uh, in and out of the office. She was doing a lot that day. But I remember wanting to talk to them, you know, to ask what they what they felt about me going to these auditions. Like, yeah. well, what you know, what kind of auditions? I'm like, well, I never heard of it, really. But this church, Lakewood, is having an audition. Like, yeah. what church does that? I was honestly in my heart on the fence about it. Like, yeah, I was because you had never really experienced that. I had never experienced that. Mm. And not to mention, I was actually really good at the fountain. Like, you know, I felt at home there yeah. I had family there like I said and it was it was fine but you know I was like okay well this will be a, a different opportunity for me like right. possibly yeah. like I, I was just open to it um and and I remember uh pastor Wright saying god forgive me he's like well crystal <laughs> 
Crystal, I don't believe in holding Christians hostage. You know, I, and I, I just kind of looked at him like, what does that mean? But he 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 went on to encourage me like if yeah. this is where god wants you and he gave his blessing he really did in, oh. in his fatherly pastorly way <laughs> <laughs> and uh and, and uh mia was on board too so I, I was like okay so i went and auditioned and and it was cool like i was on the worship team like i, I made it and you know the the church culturally is just a different house right. a different body yeah um so I, I was accustomed, you know, to one way at the fountain, <laughs> when, you know, and uh, and then I get to Lakewood and it was just completely different. different. Yeah. Um, but but God had a plan. Like I, I, I stuck it out there, too. And man, I am glad I did. Um, to this day, I still go back to the fountain like at least every other month to visit, oh. you know, my, my uh, boss, Miss Glenda, you yes. know, Miss Betty. Like th- those there. are my mothers. Yeah. yeah. I go back and visit them or whatever, so it's all good. But man, at Lakewood, it was just um man, like they uh they groomed me to be ministry minded and mm. people minded. Yeah. Um I would I would like to say I've always been a nice person. I guess I just I was really closed off and yeah. kind of like oblivious to the church being a hospital. Mm. So um yeah, under uh, Steve Crawford and Deidre Crawford Great House. Yes. Like, they were over the rehearsals week to week. Um, and sometimes we would go into rehearsals and we wouldn't even rehearse. They would be in there praying. Wow. Uh, we would be in there, like, having testimony service. Like, they just... And, and maybe we would get to rehearsing the songs. Like, yes. they really took it um, seriously in the framework of, like, this is our ministry. Right, we right, care right. for you. Like... Y'all are our team. We care for you guys. I love like that. you know, like they took it seriously and still do. Still yes, do. I love them. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I love them. Uh, Dangerous. You will text me at two o'clock in the morning. Like you're on my heart. Aww. Like to this day, you're on my heart. I'm praying for you. Like she's just, man. She really steered me like towards the ministry path and and got me to see it in a light that I don't think I ever would have saw. Oh, yeah, I would have. I wouldn't have put it in that. I just wouldn't view ministry like it is if it had not been for her influence. Wow. Yeah. So um, I really appreciate them. And then and then Israel was there um, during the time I was serving. And I, again, again, here I go, country girl. I just, <laughs> I, I kind of heard about Israel and New Breed, but I didn't know, I didn't know about them. Like okay. legit, just did not didn't um so when when he when he met me at church uh one saturday i wasn't serving like i was just there and i I ran into to him in the hallway and he asked me to be a part of new breed i was just like okay cool like i didn't know what that all right yeah like yeah we can all right i guess (laughs) you had no idea (laughs) and then i went home and like like googled it or whatever and well i actually uh told a, a good friend of mine um that he had asked me and then he flipped out about it. And um, I'm like, well, what's this reaction? What yeah. You know? And uh, I Googled it then and I realized, oh, they do tours. Like, <laughs> oh, oh. You know, so um, it was, yeah. So that is, again, it's just levels, levels. And, um, but all in all, like I, I knew God was with me. It wasn't like, okay, well, these are just opportunities to take. Yeah, you these knew are, it was a part of your path and it was absolutely. God ordained. Mm-hmm. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah, because I, I and you just is, like fell into these things, it seems like. Literally, like I, yeah, literally, like, like, 
even be even being at the fountain, like I was on the worship team, but I, you know, I, I, I will never proclaim to be the best singer ever, you know, I like ever, ever. <laughs> but you are, though. um, serving on the worship team, like, like Kurt Carr was, was, or still is a part of the ministry yeah. there, like once a month or mm-hmm. something like that. And, um, he had a record, um, just the beginning that came out. Okay. And uh, asked me to be a part of that. And I'm like, what? Like, you know, <laughs> like, sure, I can try. But you want me to sing sub- what? Soprano? Yeah. Who else sings Soprano for you? Like, I don't really know about that. But God, right? Yes. So so that and then, you know, the Lakewood thing. Like, I did do those auditions. But, like, me and Israel and everything else thereafter is kind of like an ask yeah. from the the higher authority. Yes. You know, and me just saying, okay, I got, yeah. I'll give it a shot. Right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I started traveling with uh, Israel and New Breed in two thousand eight. So it it it, it all kind of happened back to back, and I kind of skipped around a little bit too because I I did do an audition for um, a charity choir for um, this ABC program. I forget the name of it, but ABC did a program to give money to charities, okay. right? And each artist had a choir. Yeah. And I was in Kelly Rowland's choir. So okay. I did audition for that. It's really, really, really awful story. But <laughs> <laughs> I kind of left my lunch. I left work on my lunch break and kind of never came back. I went to, to, I audition, went to audition. And this. you just got the job? It was really, it's really bad. Like, I, that's bad. <laughs> I mean, I apologize. I apologize. It was good. Like, I'm so sorry. Don't fire me. Don't fire me. <laughs> kind of left on my lunch break to audition. So, yeah, there there were places there were that I that sought you, out. Yes. But. but for the most part, like, your journey was just kind of like, you just walked in that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotta wow. Got to be afraid. So, yeah, it's, it's been a journey. I've been learning and definitely uh, keeping the perspective of... Um, being a light, yeah. you know, in dark places and um, helping out where I can and um, beyond like vocal skill. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, because again, I, I don't, I know I have strengths vocally, but it's not about the, the vocality for me. It's, well, who can I encourage today and how can I like be a light to somebody through yeah. conversation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's always been like my driving force. And that is so, I could feel that. I've always felt that from you. Oh, wow. For sure. Like, even before I met you, I remember just feeling like, she has a smile. Like, it's so, like, beautiful. Like, it's so bright. (laughs) And then I'm like, man, she seems so nice. Then I met you. I'm like, she really is that nice. (laughs) And now, really, I really do say, like, you're the you're a light in my life for sure. Like, I could feel that what you're saying. And so um, back to your journey. So you were with Israel for eight years. Mm -hmm. Um, Is that what it was? Eight years? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of transitioned. I I don't know. It wasn't I don't think it was intentionally, but it kind of transitioned right into you being a parent and kind of worked out. Absolutely. perfectly for yeah. you to be settled in home or yeah so i mean we we had always talked about like what would it be like what would life be like not traveling yeah uh, full time because that was a, uh, you know I, I stepped down from the fountain eventually uh being the receptionist receptionist like they allowed me to still travel yeah and and work and they were very very gracious um but you know i stepped down and it was full time traveling um either with israel and new breed or a few other ministries that <laughs> i you know became close with yeah um, but yeah, so yeah, we would talk about, uh, you know, what life would look like not traveling full time and yeah. when that would happen and how that would happen. 
and um, uh, Jeremiah took a, I'm sorry, Jeremiah McConaughey is my husband. Yes. Um, whom I met in New Breed. We weren't dating at the time. Okay. But his first New Breed engagement was my first New Breed recording. Okay. So we were both very green in yeah. that scenario. We met each other. He went back to Boston uh, and then moved down a few years later. And okay. then we started to date. So anyways, okay. So Jeremiah and I, um, Jeremiah took a engagement in China. Okay. And uh, he was going to be gone for four yeah, four months, and we planned for me to come for three of those months. Yes. And uh, I left to meet my husband in China, in Beijing, and we created a baby. <laughs> <laughs> we, cre- we created a baby and then came back, and then life, like, officially changed. Yeah. So, I guess it was because of that call. Like, okay, we got four months to work. Yes. And people were like joking. Like, a I lot feel of like my, a lot of us said you were yo, going to get pregnant in China. A lot of y'all said that. And I'm just like, <laughs> you were well, like no, so annoyed by very it. Very annoyed. <laughs> I like, remember. I got a plan. Jeremiah has a schedule. Like, You're like we already, are working. You know what I'm saying? I had already contacted one of the international schools. Like, I am going to teach the yes, kids. Yes. I am going to be, nope, I'm going to be pregnant. <laughs> yes. So, and you came back and you didn't tell anybody until you were like five months pregnant and you were like yeah the baby was about to be here by the time we found out basically yeah yeah Lydia came in the world like boom here I am she did yeah oh and like we have to talk (laughs) about the fact that President Obama like you met him and he was like look at your belly or whatever he said (laughs) tell us what he said so this was for uh, the Hurricane Harvey relief um, in goodness where is Texas A&M that's like um College Station, like an hour away. Yeah. Right. Okay. So we're in College Station for a Texas Hurricane Relief Benefits concert. Yes. And um, five presidents were there. So uh, Obama being one of them. Yes. And uh, and actually... um, uh, Bush? Were were both Bushes there? Yeah. uh Yes. Rest in peace. Yes. Yeah. So the dad was there. The son was there. Mm -hmm. Obama was there. And was Clinton there? Clinton was there. And I feel like I'm, am I missing one? Yeah, we are missing one. Goodness. God forgive me. So we're missing one. But listen, Obama was there. Yes. That's what, that's the part where, (laughs) yes. Listen, Obama was there. And, um, we had already taken a group picture together Uh before the concert and he asked me when I was due. I was like, I'm due in November. Thank you. <laughs> you know, ask me more questions. Let's keep this conversation yes. going. But he just asked me when when I was due and what I was having. I said, a girl. Yeah. Okay, so, okay, so great. So we take the picture and they rush us out. You know, security is always super tight. Yes. And like, let's make it speedy. Um, and then the concert starts and, the you know, the presidents are sitting in the front row. And uh, we're singing on the platform. Then we walk off the platform and some other things are happening. Yeah. And then the presidents are on the platform. Yeah. Right. So we're standing side stage and we're looking at the presidents. They're right there. They're doing their thing. And President Obama and the other presidents, they are walking off stage. (laughs) And President Obama goes, what's the baby's name? Points at me and goes, what's the baby's name? (laughs) And I go, Lydia. He goes, Lydia is a great name. (laughs) I just lost it. I 
I'm so excited about this story. I, I love it. I lost it. Man, I could have went into labor right then. Oh, I was that so story excited. just makes me love him Man. even more. <laughs> what's the baby's name? Yes. I mean, he was walking off the stage and came back. Like, what's the baby's name? Yes. Oh, my goodness. I can see the video now. Listen, you know, so right. Cool. It's on my Instagram page. Check oh, it out. I oh, love it. <laughs> Chris McConaughey, at Chris McConaughey, whatever. <laughs> I don't know your Instagram name. At K H Yes, yes. Yeah. Check it out. Oh, my God. Lydia's a great story. name. I was like, wow. Oh, life will changed. be right in President Obama. Lydia. Listen, I know. Like, hey, you remember you said Lydia's a great name? She's going to college now? Yes. College bud. Bam. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> yes. So Lydia is here. Yeah, she Lydia's is, here. We just celebrated her birthday. Oh, last I know, month, right? So That's crazy. many good friends and family. Oh. Y'all really came out, man. Oh, I'm so we love appreciative Lydia. of that for real. But so you had a natural birth with Lydia. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to know like how you <laughs> came to that because for me. I don't even know anybody in my immediate circle that had a natural birth. Like in New York, I think it's not as common like where we were in Western New York. It's not really up and coming as much. Maybe. I don't know. Like literally, if I know 20 people that had a baby, all of us had a baby in the hospital. Seriously. So like when you were starting to tell me about what you were going to do, I was like, come again and say what? Like, what is this? (laughs) So how did did you always know that was something you wanted to do or how did you come to that? I did not know that was always something I wanted to do. I actually um I actually never had a clear visual for what um the de- like labor delivery and parenthood even looked like up until it was happening. Okay. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> oh, I got to get some things in perspective. Yeah. But um yeah, I I think uh I, I did I do have a really really good friend who's actually my doula. She had a natural birth, so she was of influence. But again, for myself, I didn't really put that together for myself until I got pregnant. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I, I think at the end of the day, it came down to being able to have uh, like the freedom and okay. a say in what I felt. Okay. Um, and unfortunately, I didn't really hear a lot of. I didn't ha- I didn't hear a lot of testimonials from women who said that they might have felt a certain way or they needed a certain thing and they got it in, oh, the, okay. hospital. in the hospital. Okay. Um I was uh fortunate enough to hear a lot of testimonials from women who had natural births. Okay. Who said that, you know, they were uh these amount of miles away from a hospital in case anything happened. Yeah. But for the most part they were at their birth center or at home. Mm-hmm felt a certain way shifted that way like they didn't they didn't have any um uh, bearings on their movement okay um they had the support that they needed and just the space to labor in the way they needed to labor yeah so and I felt like wow like just to have that um choice right um that's something that I that resonated with me. I yeah, wanted yeah, that yeah. same thing for myself, and yes. I decided to have a natural birth just based off of that. Just having the the choice and the freedom to, to right. move about if I needed to. It, it um, does sound very beautiful. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I know it has its moments. You know but, what I'm saying? Yeah, it has its moments. It yeah. has its moments. Um, I I think um, also I'm I'm not really. Um, I don't have a high pain tolerance like at all. You don't? No. Okay. No, I don't. So I. I think for me, like with the labor, I kind of saw myself just pacing Uh and 
the thought of being bound to a bed with that just didn't make you feel just, good yeah it really didn't it really didn't so i was like yeah i might want to just try this natural birth yes. thing out even though the pain is going to be what it is i would just rather be able to deal with it the way right the way can. you yes 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 so yeah so yeah so let's get into that labor story <laughs> yeah. as much as you feel comfortable sharing well yeah i um it's funny you you say beautiful and it was right it really was i've 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 found myself becoming even more mindful to share the story in a certain life because uh you know if if a if a person if a woman has an experience yes. birth at all i wouldn't want any part of it to be traumatic like, right i want it to be real mm-hmm. and, and it can be beautiful yeah um, but person to person, like stressing that it's going to look different, right. it's going to feel different. Like, absolutely. Like, don't take this for like Bible. For sure. Know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's important to to have that because, again, I, you know, granted, I didn't have the whole visual of my birth. It was because of my friend's influence. Yes. And her sharing hers that I was able to, you know, make go my down decision. that path. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's important to have that knowledge. Um, so, yeah, it went, it went great. It went great. Um, we, Lydia was born November 7th, yes. 2017. And, um, oh goodness. Yeah. So I, I was working a job, a nine to five job mm-hmm. during the whole pregnancy. And the day I, the day my water broke, I just, I just couldn't get out the bed. Like yeah. I, you know, you I'm not just one tired. To, yo, tired. I'm not one to call into work. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna go yes. rain. You you are rain, very snow, committed. Boy, yes. Sick, coughing. I, I'm gonna go to work. Yeah. You know. So that particular morning, my body was just like, nope. And thank God. Yeah. Thank God I didn't because I got up that morning. Jeremiah was leaning over me at like eight o'clock, asking uh. me, "Do I want breakfast?" I was like, "No. <laughs> like, I don't want anything right now. Please just let me sleep." When I did get out of the bed, I went to the restroom uh-huh. and I kept going to the restroom and it kept coming and kept, I was like, man, I don't think I'm, <laughs> I don't think I'm peeing anymore. Like what's happening right now? <laughs> See, that's the first time I've heard somebody's water breaking while they were using the bathroom. While I was using. <laughs> it just never ended. It though. never ended. I was like, something is not right. <laughs> so Jeremiah's in the, in the kitchen making all this noise. I'm like, yo, Jeremiah. And he's standing in the bathroom now looking at me. I was like, I'm not peeing. I think that's <laughs> that's something. Else. I think that's something else. So he calls my midwife, man, Camilla. Um, not well. The, the thing with my midwife, I'll get into that later. But he calls. Um, he calls uh, Stephanie. I'm sorry, I said Camilla, but Stephanie um, Palacio, who's my midwife, uh-huh. and lets her know, like, yeah, my wife's water just broke. You know, what do we do? Yes. And uh, she was like, well, you know, just hold out for a minute as long as she's not having like quick contractions. Mm-hmm. Um, wait for that and then call me back. Yeah. Right. So, um, so we waited, uh, she didn't, she never, we never called her back for a few hours because they weren't quick. He was timing them. He has an app Okay. or had an app. <laughs> um, and you can download, there are plenty of like contraction apps. They just wow. keep time and then they keep the records what? of, of each contraction. Girl. That was not available in yeah, my time. Yeah, you can put your notes in there. Like, okay, at, at this time, you know, for these amount of minutes, the yes. contraction happened. She vomited or not, or, you know, wow. there was bleeding. So, yeah, so he he was in his app, like, taking his notes oh, and keeping I love the time. It. Yeah. Um, so that was cool. So, yeah, Monday, uh, November 6th, my water broke. It was like 1040, 1040 in the morning. Okay. Right? Um, and, 
Yeah, so Bay Area Birth Center was where I decided to have my natural birth. Okay. Call Stephanie at Bay Area. She was like, okay, the contractions aren't closed, so uh-huh. just make sure you keep an eye on it, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Um, We ended up going later that evening just because it new. It was just new. I'm like, okay. So they weren't coming fast enough, but you still felt the need to go into the center. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. They told us that we could come in at 6 uh, when I was dilated at six. Okay. Right. But I didn't know. <laughs> How would you know that? I, well, th- there was a bloody show. So oh, okay. She was okay. Like, when the bloody show happens, that's when you that's know. That's when you know. Okay. Um, but again, it was just new. I, you know, I, I could feel them coming. Something was happening. I knew the water had broken. So yeah. I'm like, let's just go. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. So we went. Um, she checked. I, like she said, it, I wasn't dilated far enough or whatever. So they sent us back home. Not to mention, I, Bay Area Birth Center is in Pasadena. Okay, so that's that's a little ways a from little you. A little ways. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm 45 in like 1960-ish area. Yeah. So that was a little driving. It's okay. It's We're going to okay. take that out so nobody comes and stalks you. No. Okay, there you go. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Wisdom. Wisdom. Um. So it was 6 o'clock when you went to the birthing center. So at this point, they send you home. At what time is it at that point around? It was, I was only there for like a few minutes. It oh, wasn't even long. They, they were sent like, you right oh, home. man, like okay. we want you to stay. Like we want it to happen, but it's, it's know, not happening yet. It's not happening right now. Yeah. So go home, get some rest. They they were encouraging rest. Okay. Um. Which I, in the future, like I know how vital that is. The get, rest. Oh my gosh. Get the rest. So anyway, so yeah, they, they sent me home. Told me to stay hydrated, get some rest. So Jeremiah and I decided to go out to eat. Okay. <laughs> we went to get uh, sushi. I didn't eat any sushi, but we went to our sushi spot. Yeah. And just sat there in silence. We were like on our last date as like individuals with no right, children right, right. sitting there. And um, it was the weirdest thing in the moment. Looking back on it is very funny. <laughs> But we went out to eat. And you um, weren't having any contractions at this point. I could feel them. I mean, but it was compared to like a, a, a bad cramp. Okay. At this point. Nothing too you know. serious at that point. Mm-hmm. Not okay. at all. Not at all. Um, I think if anything, my mind was just racing because I knew it was happening. Yeah. You know, but pain wise, you know, cakewalk. Okay. Uh, so Jeremiah's eating. I'm eating like rice or whatever it was I was eating. And uh, we get back home uh, that evening, Monday evening. And... Around nine ish, okay, everything starts to change. Like nine ish that night, the the contractions were coming a little bit faster, okay, and then uh, I began to vomit. Okay. So, um, either you know maybe she didn't like it, or maybe my body wasn't acclimated to it. But then I, I found out within you know the next twenty four hours that my body was reacting to the contractions. Okay, so even after all the food was out of my system fluids anything else like when the contractions came a few minutes after you you know I was vomiting okay and that happened uh you know up until like the next day wow uh so it was hard for me to rest at night I was you know I was encouraging Jeremiah as much as I wanted him to you know be awake and with us with me yeah um you know I was like well I'm gonna need you tomorrow so just go ahead and go to sleep so in our in our small space at home I just Again, I tried to lay down. I yeah. tried to get rest. I knew I needed it, uh-huh. but my it I just couldn't. Yeah, the, with the vomiting and then the contractions, I'm like, yeah, Some, it's, it's just, just too much. much. Yeah. yeah. So this happened off and on up until like around four a.m., okay. four or five a.m., and then the bloody show that they talk about happened. Okay. So I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm dilating more now. Let's go. Right. You know, we're on we're on the far side of town way away from the birth center so let's go now to beat the traffic yeah 
um, and, and maybe they'll keep us. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, we have the bloody show. So, yeah. So we uh, get to the birth uh, center. I get in the tub and um, and uh, long story short, I stalled. So you stalled at, at this point, you're six centimeters still. So where am I? Um, so, yeah, uh, I went to the birth center. I was I was dilated at six to seven, six okay. to seven centimeters. And then I stalled. OK. Um, and they, they contribute that to my body not being rested and also not being hydrated. Oh. So your uterus is a muscle. Yes. And um, needs water to function properly. Yeah. And like, then you have been throwing up. Yeah. So. So, um, being at a birth center, it's like, okay, well, what do you do? But they, they've already, they've been through this. Yeah. Thankfully, my midwife, uh, had tons and tons of experience in the ER. Yeah. So, uh, that morning, the, uh, the doula was there, uh, Holly Palandro, she was there. Um, Stephanie was there. I think I mentioned that she had all this, has all this experience yes. as a emergency ER nurse. Yes. So she, this was a cakewalk for her. Um, the fact that I stalled, she yeah. tried some different exercises with me. Okay. Um, uh, walking, we, we walked like a mile. Oh my goodness. Yeah. We walked, uh, up some steps. We did, um, like a, a few inclines. Like we were just trying different things to get her to, you know, position yes. herself so that it could happen. Yeah. Um, but to no avail. It's just like, she was just chilling. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so what she what she ended up doing, what Stephanie ended up doing with me was um, uh, putting an IV in me so that I could have fluids. Okay, and she encouraged us to to sleep. Oh. So which again, at, they would have just sent me to get a C section at, at that point at the hospital. I'm, I mean, were you able to sleep though? You were. I actually was. Oh. Yeah, I was very tired. Do the contractions? Yeah, I could feel them, but I slept. I remember like feeling very tired and yeah. sleeping. Yeah. Wow. Um, and th- there's a picture of us like on the bed, like sleep. She let us, she was like, I'm going to let y'all sleep for like two hours. Okay. And, um, as long as, you know, I'm going to keep checking you as long as, um, you're okay with that. Yeah. Get you some rest. And when you wake up, we can gear back up. It and, is something so beautiful about that though. Yo. Cause you don't have that freedom at the hospital. Mm-mm. Yeah. They ain't I, got time for that. That they, they really don't. Time is money there. They're yes. like, let's get the show on the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but I, you know, again, I really wanted my body to do what it was, right? You know, what it could do. I wanted yeah. to, to try. So, um, I I took a nap, and uh, that evening, that evening, um, I wake up. I think around this time, it's like what five ish, right? I, we we went on a few more walks. Five eight p.m. Five p.m. P.m. Okay. Yeah. So th- this has been a a, a, whole, a whole another day. Yeah. yeah. Like I labored for thirty seven hours total. Oh my goodness gracious. Total. Um. So yeah. So uh. When when things started to get on the road, so I'm I'm trying to push for it, right? Because this is a whole day's worth of events of me trying to yes like relax and and give um give myself the space to deliver. Like, these are the affirmations that I'm saying to myself. Yeah. Uh, Where were you at mentally at that point? I want to know. Mental, so mentally, at the start of the day, I was just, okay, I can do this. This is what I was created for. Yeah. I'm going to birth a, a beautiful Yay. child. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I had a list of affirmations that I was saying to myself. I was steering clear, right? Yeah. Um, and then towards nap time, uh-huh. <laughs> adult nap, nap time, um, I started to become a little bit concerned, like, okay, well, can I do this? Okay. Um, 
there was never a doubt, but I did start to question myself a little bit. Okay. Um, so, um, so yeah, after waking up though, I, I felt recharged and I, and I started back to where I was initially. Like okay. I can do this. I can do this. Okay. Um, so, um, I think there was a, I think there was a little bit of a mental stall there for me. So Lydia wasn't turned in the right position. Okay. Um, so I still needed her to do that. I knew that she could do that, but there was a little bit of a mental stall for me, um, towards that night wondering if, if back to wondering again, like, can I really do this? Yeah. Um, I knew I only had a certain amount of time at the, at the, uh, birth center until they would transfer me. Like, I think they give you. Well, I think if I'm not mistaken, every birth every birth center is different. But after you go into after your water breaks and you're there and you're admitted, okay, they give you X amount of hours before they transfer you to the hospital. Okay, um, and I was approaching that time. Frame. Oh, um, so I prayed. Uh, Jeremiah took a, a phone call from either my mom, my I'm sorry, my father or his father. Somebody called him, right? Okay, and he had been by my side the whole day. He he goes off takes his phone call just to let them know you know i know we haven't talked all day but this is why yeah um and holly my doula comes into the restroom where i was and she you know very firmly but very kindly Mm -hmm. says get your head in the game Mm -hmm. like i know you want to see lydia she wants to she wants to be here to meet you guys like she she gave me this pep talk okay in, in this dark bathroom and I and I look at her and I say, okay. I face the wall, mm-hmm. and I literally started to talk to myself, like, mm-hmm. like I can do all things through Christ yes. who strengthens me. I am made for this. God has put this baby here. He is here with us in this moment. Like I'm, I'm affirming myself to yeah. the, the degree, right, you know? right. And I, I walk out of the room. Jeremiah's back at this point. Um, actually, actually, I'm sorry. Holly's talking to me and Jeremiah comes in while she's talking is okay. what happened. And he's standing, he's, he's walking towards her. And as she's talking, I, I just give him the finger, like, just wait one second. Uh-huh. Like, just, I just need one minute, just yeah. one minute. So he stays there. She finished the, t- she finishes the talk. And then I start to affirm myself out loud in the restroom. Okay. So there, so, so just imagine, imagine a semi dark, a semi dark room, um, uh, elevation worship and the <laughs> instrumental version is playing like the, the worship album I yeah which album it's going uh there was a tranquility fountain you yes. know and and people are just at this point they're ex- they're exhausted yes. god bless them they've been there all day and they're just literally waiting on me looking at me so i walk out into this room and i just look at everybody and i'm like i think i wanted to say something but didn't know what to say okay so i went back in the bathroom i, w- I go back in the bathroom <laughs> I started to affirm myself again. Uh-huh. And when I walked back out the second time, when I walked back out the second time, it's as if God just pushed a button. It was like lightning was going through my body. Walking towards the bed, lightning started to go through my body. Uh-huh. So I, I took a knee. I took a knee because it like it literally threw me off the pain, threw me off that bad. I was like, oh. And then it was fast. It was oh, very fast. Yeah. So in, in Jeremiah, Jeremiah was sitting on the bounce ball. What what do you call those balls? Oh, like those little. Um, uh, Jesus. Yeah. Yes, the, I know what yeah, you're about. The so big ball. Yes. So he's sitting on the ball by the bed, and, and I'm there. I take a knee, and he and he's like, whoa, you know. And we're both like, whoa, like it's happening. Yeah. It's happening. And um, 
and they get me up on the bed and I'm like, well, maybe I can, I'm thinking to myself, well, I had a plan. <laughs> it was all so fast. I was like, well, I had a plan to be in the tub or maybe I can have it right here. Oh, okay. Just get them, just get on the bed. Right. Yeah. So, so they had already, you know, arranged the bed and they put the pillows up and I was, so I'm on the bed now I'm on the bed and I'm, and I really mean it that it was like lightning bolts, like, and, and I think for me, because I know I, I trusted that she had already turned okay. and, the, and the baby's coming and yeah. it's about to happen. I say lightning bolts, but it wasn't like ugh, like pain. Like I wasn't undone by the pain. I okay. think it was just more so shock and excitement. Okay. And just this flood of like lovey-dovey emotions that kind of, it's it was like, painful, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But man, in the moment, it's like it's so many other thoughts that are happening. Yeah. Like my mind shrunk into what was at stake so was the pain like more minimal because everything else was like in the forefront the pain was the pain like it was there right it was real pain but my mind shifted to do the work okay so it was second to what my body was doing okay the pain was the pain like i'm not gonna deny that right but the work that my body was doing everything focused towards pushing this baby out yes now now again with the with the help of my doula, um, the classes that we had together, Jeremiah and and myself and Holly that uh, we had together, yeah, and also some talks that I had with midwife with my midwife on our appointments, they uh, told me to be mindful of how to push so that I wouldn't tear. Okay. So um, they uh, told me about a um, I forget the name of this massage. Maybe I put it in my notes, but um. Uh, I feel the, uh, first of me, I think it's called a per, a perennial massage. Oh yes. That sounds familiar. So she, she, we talked about it before, but she tells me while I'm, while I'm, uh, pushing that she's going to start doing the massages. Oh, okay. Um, which quite frankly, we were quite frankly, were more uncomfortable than the pushing. Really? Because she's going around my cervix. Okay. To kind of to stretch the muscles as the baby's coming out, so that I won't force the baby oh, out and tear. Oh, I see. So she literally just goes around the while I while Lydia was crowning, she went around the cervix to kind of like massage the muscles so that they can go ahead and stretch apart because it, it's going to do that anyway. Yeah. But with my force, I could have possibly tore. Oh. Um. So I, I appreciated her for that. But even before then, so so I'm I'm pushing. I could feel Lydia coming down um, the birth canal, right? Yeah. And then uh, I read <laughs> I read this in the book. So again, I, I don't want to minimize the pain. The pain was the pain. Uh huh. But when when I say your mind is so geared towards the push, that this is where I was. So I'm I'm pushing. I'm pushing. She's like, okay, stop. Okay, and then push. So I'm pushing, and I say, ring of fire, ring of fire, ring of fire. I say ring of fire. She's like, wait, uh, you're saying ring of fire, but she's, you're not crowning it. And, and then she, I remember the room being silent uh-huh. and, uh, she was like, um, she basically said it was a hymenal ring that formed, um, because Jeremiah and I weren't active the last three months. Okay. So she said that it's in, in some pregnancies, not all, a, a woman will form the, the hymenal ring again. Oh. So Lydia was pushing through the hymenal ring and I could feel it. It was just like, yo, this is not fair. That means I have to feel this again. So yeah. it's like she pushed through that. And then I started to feel her crown and that oh. was another ring of fire. 
Ring of fire. Ring of fire. <laughs> I've never heard this term. Ring, I've read it in a book and I remember Jeremiah and I were laughing about it. Like ring of fire. It couldn't be that bad. It was a ring of fire. Whoa. It was a ring of fire. So, um, so yeah, so she, she begins to crown. I'm, I'm kind of backtracking. Forgive me. So she begins to crown and then she starts to do the, the, the massage. massages for me. Um, and then I pushed her out and she was there. She was there. And I, we had the conversation if I wanted to hold the baby or not. And I had to be very honest. I didn't really know if I wanted to hold Lydia right after birth or did uh, I want them to clean her and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I didn't know. So I, in my, in my birth plan and things that I wanted throughout the, the delivery, okay, I left it blank. And, um, I actually remember saying when I got there, like, I know I didn't fill out the whole form. I was specifically talking about if I wanted to hold her right after delivery. Yeah. I don't know. I just didn't know how to feel about, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know. But, um, after she was out, I think just factoring in the whole day. Yeah. And then not to mention, this is my baby. Right. You know, I, I can see her right there. I, I, I went for her. You I went for her. Yeah. They put her on my chest and she stayed there. Um, I decided to do uh, delayed clamping. Okay. So they waited till uh, the, the, forgive me. Oh umbilical my gosh. cord? Yes. yes. Lord have mercy having a slight moment. Um, they waited till the umbilical cord stopped uh, pulsating. Okay. And, and how long does that it. take? Um, I think it was... I think it ended up being like maybe half an hour. I don't oh. know. I can't really recall, but okay. they it's were a decent doing amount other of time things. though. It's not like super quick. Yeah, like they actually um pushed the placenta like I birthed the placenta yeah. and she was still connected. So a okay. lot of things were happening. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't feel like it was that long of a time, but yeah. yeah. Um Jeremiah cut the cord, so that was cool. Yes. Um, and and Lydia Lydia was just laying on my chest. It was it was the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Um and uh, I wasn't I wasn't bothered by it. I think it was just because I knew she would be coming out. What do I feel about the, you know, I just didn't know. Yeah. But after seeing her, you I was like, like okay, I got it. Yeah. yeah, I got to get my hands on her. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had a, a, a postpartum hemorrhage uh-huh. um, because after the placenta came out, it kind of, you know, took some of my um, um, uterus. Uh, which was a little bit of a scare because I could feel after they, uh, after I birthed the placenta, I could feel the, the, like, it was like water. Uh-huh. I was bleeding. Yeah. I could feel it. I was like, what is ha- What, you know, um, but they, they fixed it. So, so Stephanie gave me, um, a Pitocin. Okay. She gave me, uh, like two Pitocins, uh, in my IV. They okay. gave, they ended up giving me another IV. Okay. Right? Um, and then, uh, and then two cytotech capsules to mm. stop the bleeding. Okay. So, so whereas Pitocin um, induces you when you're pregnant, right? After you have the baby, it restricts your blood vessels. Oh. So I didn't know that, but she knew that, and she went. And she into knew action. it right away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. Um, we were discharged that Wednesday morning after. All of that. I had. I ended up having Lydia at eleven fifty-seven, November seventh. That night. That night. Wow. So literally, like a whole day. And you day's stayed worth overnight. Of, they, she let us stay overnight. Mm-hmm. They let us stay overnight, and then that morning, uh, 
like around 11 o'clock, they checked us. Everything was clear, and we were in the car. Wow. We were in the car driving home. Yeah. Oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah. I actually, yeah. I look back on it, and it was all so fast. It happened so fast. I know. It's, like, crazy to me. Yeah. Because I remember, like, I remember you telling me that your water broke. And then I remember, like, it felt like days later <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that like, you FaceTimed me and I saw the baby. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, my, my dad was like, I, we called and said that the water broke and we didn't hear from y'all anymore. Yes. So, yeah, it was a day's worth of events. But looking back on it, it, it kind of It feels happened like it went by fast. Fast, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. So that experience... Uh, did that make you now you want to you're getting into the career of being a doula yourself mm-hmm. is it from that experience that you want to help other uh, women share in that or wh- what made you want to actually pursue that now yeah um the the knowledge that was given to me by um my doula uh-huh. by the midwives um and then doing the the compare and contrast with the uh, health care facilities yeah. you know between a birth center home right, right, or right. a hospital I just I feel like it's my duty having had experience that yeah to share not just my story but um, other knowledge so that women can be mindful of the decisions that they make when yeah. it comes down to their delivery yes. and what God has called them and their family to do. I, yeah. I think another thing that I, I take away from it too is the the husband or the the males, the partner's place. Like it's true. I'm I'm the woman and I'm carrying the baby. I'm delivering. But right. Another thing that I took from it is, you know, how much of an influence the partner has yeah. in that whole scenario and how important that is. Right. Like I, I want to be able to share that aspect as well. Yeah. Uh, so that, you know, again, women can just make a really sound decision yes. and not just go with, oh, you know. What you only think you have to do. I didn't feel like I had it. I don't, I really didn't have no other options. <laughs> I'm going to just be honest. I don't know that they had that available. Seriously, when I had Madison, I just have not. I didn't hear about it. Yeah. So what Jer- What was Jeremiah's take on all that? Like, I know he doesn't have anything to compare it to, obviously. But <laughs> I mean, did he also share in that where he was very appreciative of that that yeah. type of birth? Yeah, now, now Jeremiah had a, a lot of fear, uh, you know, just because he he has a sister, an older sister, who uh-huh. delivered twins a few years before. Okay. And literally the same situation with the postpartum hemorrhage, but they, they weren't equipped to handle. Oh. And it was, it was a little bit of a scare for the family. Not okay. a little bit. It was a scare for the family, not knowing if she was going to be able to come out of that. So oh, wow. Okay. Naturally so. He had his concerns. Yeah. Um, but I think once, uh, you know, he realized and saw, you know, how serious I was about it Yeah. and he, um, read some books. I'm so sorry. I didn't like get any of the book names that I planned to get. Oh, it's okay. We could, we could reference them later. We could reference Um, them later. Yeah. He, uh, read a really good book to encourage him in his role. Okay. Um, and, um. I feel like through that, he was empowered. Like, okay, yeah, she's delivering and and this is happening to her body, but this is the role that I play as her support system. So I could like really feel and see him rise up to that um, standard and and see it all through. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. That is so We were both super nervous, but yeah, we we did it together. We did it together. Yeah. Well, I'm so excited about this new career path that you're going on. <laughs> yeah. And um Yeah, just being able to assist women yes. and um 
and again, give them the knowledge so that I could support them in their decisions. Yeah. So, I mean, even if they decide not to right. have a home birth At or least a birth center, I could still be there to assist them to make sure that they're, I, I hate using the word advocate for the woman who's delivering because, you know, in some cases I may be with a woman who doesn't have a partner. Yeah. Um, but I want to still be a voice of reason between the family and the healthcare provider, right. be it a midwife or a doctor. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Now, do you have a preference between home birth and birthing center? Is there a difference in that world? Well, I, I personally haven't experienced the, the home birth, okay. but um, I just think for the... I think at this point, it, for the sake of convenience and just being in a in a space and environment that you're familiar with, yeah, I feel like that would just bring a, a bunch of a peace, whole nother level a whole another level yeah. of peace and comfort. Yeah, so wonderful. Not mad at that. Well, maybe I could be your first client. Hey, maybe I'm very scared. I don't know. Listen, <laughs> I, I could totally be there to support you through the whole thing. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Well, this was great. <laughs> I think we got a nice amount of conversation. I hope you're able to pull some things from it. And, For sure. Uh, you know, what, what I have to offer would be able to, you know, encourage somebody else in whatever aspect of life it is, be it, you know, wifehood, motherhood, ministry. Musichood, you know. yes. Yeah, all, all the great of that. things. All of that, yeah. Well, I love you and <laughs> we can wrap this up. I love you too, Kim. So uh, at the end, I'll be like, bye, girl, bye. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, hey, girl, hey. Bye, girl, bye. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, I think we're done. Cool. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. I hope y'all enjoyed that episode as much as I did. Um, I'm going to include the name of the book that Crystal was talking about that really encouraged and inspired Jeremiah. I'm going to include that in the show notes. So make sure you check that out. Um, Follow her on her social media and anything else you want to see going on with that young lady and her journey through motherhood and through being a doula. Um, Her Instagram is kmcconico. So check it out. Thank y'all. Bye, girls. Bye.